Welcome to the Bethel World Outreach Church Podcast. It's our prayer that wherever you are in life, today's message will help you draw closer in your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Hello, Bethel. It's good to be here. I praise God for Bishop and Pastor Chris giving me the opportunity to minister the word to you this morning. I believe that the Holy Spirit has something he wants to bring forth. So we are going to pray and get right into the word. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. Abba, we love you. We thank you that we belong to you. Lord Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, the one who has brought us near, the one who saved us, who died for us, we love you. Be glorified. Holy Spirit, our teacher, our helper, our counselor, our friend, the one who has come to help us to be our paraclete, call alongside of us. We acknowledge you today. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. And may your church be edified. In the matchless name of Jesus, amen. Well, today, May 31st, is uh, Pentecost Sunday. That is the day, as we know, that the church, some say that was the day, the birthday of the church. So this is celebrated um, every year. Usually it's on different dates, but this year it happens to be May 31st Sunday. Um, I don't usually pay too much attention. Yes, I acknowledge the day, but for some reason in this year of glory, I just believe that this Sunday, May 31st, is a very, very special day. So the word that the Lord has uh, put on my heart this morning is, ye shall receive power, which is what Jesus told the disciples when uh, he told them to wait for the coming of the Spirit on that day when the church was born. So we're going to get into the word. And my reading is in uh, Luke 24, 30, uh, 49. Jesus said, Tarry, I will just read that part. Tarry in Jerusalem until you are endured, until you are clothed with power from on high. We know that Jesus, after he resurrected from the grave, he spent um, 40 days with his disciples. The Bible says in uh, the book of Acts chapter 1, he says, And he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs for 40 days. And then after 40 days, he ascended to the right hand of the Father. But before he ascended, he told the disciples, he said, Wait! In Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. Now, if you read in Matthew 28 from 18 to 20, Jesus there gives the church a mandate. He said, go into the whole world and make disciples of the nation. He says, uh, he, he had resurrected from the dead and he said, all power, meaning all authority had been given unto him, Jesus. And now he dedicated that authority, that power to the church. He said, go into all the world, make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Lord, he said, I will be with you always. So he has already given them the mandate, but then he says to them, yes, you are to go with my dedicated authority and make disciples of the nations. 
But before you go, I need you to wait until you are clothed, until you are endured, until you are baptized. He says in Acts 1, uh, um, 5 and Acts 1, 8, you are baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So, Pentecost was uh, one of the three high feasts of the Jews. The first one being Passover. And we know that the feasts in Israel, these feasts, they were types of um, the redemption that Christ brought. So, at Passover was when Jesus was uh, um, crucified, showing us that what? He was the Passover Lamb of God. He was the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He died after three days. He rose victoriously from the grave. Now, the next high feast was Pentecost or Shahut as the Jews call it. This feast was the feast that the Jews um, celebrated showing that Moses had been given the law, the Torah as they call it, on the mountain. And also it was the harvest feast, the spring harvest feast that they celebrated, the first fruit of the spring harvest. And that feast took place 50 days after the Passover. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is Lord. God is an all-wise God. He's all-knowing. His ways are past finding out. So Jesus resurrects and he spends 40 days showing by infallible proofs that he indeed is risen, his Lord, his Messiah. And then he leaves his disciples after telling them to wait for the coming of the Spirit. The disciples go into the upper room. They spend 10 days praying, talking, rejoicing, expecting, because their Lord and Master had told them, wait for the coming of the Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost, I love how it says it in Acts 2.1. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that clothing, the Spirit of God, came like a sound, and he filled the house. He sat on each of them like clothing, separated tongues of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in tongues. They came out of the upper room. They went into the, high, uh, into the streets. Noise about people came. What is happening? Peter, who had been so fearful before, he stood up, he preached one message, 5,000 people came into the kingdom. So on the day of Pentecost, the third person of the Trinity comes, just as Jesus says. And what is so significant, uh, significant about this is that Jesus has said that he will ask the Father to send the Spirit after he ascended. So the fact 
that 10 days after Jesus ascended into heaven, the Spirit came that assures us that Jesus right now is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And so the Spirit of God has come into the earth. Hallelujah. So what is so special about this outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Before in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God would come, but he only came upon special people to do a special work. He would come upon the kings, the prophets, and the priests. The Spirit of God would come upon them. They were endured with power, and they did the work of God. But the coming of the Spirit of God at Pentecost, as Peter preached, when he began to uh, uh, um, tell the people, he said, this is that that was prophesied by uh, uh, um, the prophet Joel. So in Joel 2, 28, what does the Lord say through the prophet? The Lord says that he will pour out of his spirit hey, upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And upon the manservants and the handmaidens, he will pour out of the spirit and they will prophesy. What is so special of the outpouring of the spirit on the day of Pentecost now it is not just those specially appointed by God to do a specific work. It is every person who has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God comes upon them in power to do the work of God. So that is why uh, um, it's so significant about Pentecost. No longer would the endowment of power be limited to only those selected for special duties, as I said, but all who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior will be candidates for the outpouring of the Spirit. Before I continue, I want to make a distinction here. As believers, we have the indwelling of the Spirit. When we are born again, the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14 that he is the guarantee of the purchased possession. The Spirit of God, we are sealed. Our spirits are sealed with the Spirit of God when you accept Jesus Christ as Savior. The Spirit of God uh, uh, comes into you and you are born of God. You receive the divine nature, so you are indwelled by his spirit. Um, in a recent message, we learned that he is the oil in the vessel of true believers. In Romans chapter 8, the Bible tells us that he bears witness with our spirits that he, that we are children of God. So the disciples, they had already believed in Jesus as Lord and Savior. They were born of the spirit. So that is the indwelling spirit. But when we talk about the spirit coming at Pentecost, it is the spirit within filling us to overflowing so that we become clothed with power in order to do what God needs us to do in the earth in this season. That is why I believe, okay, I believe that God works in times and seasons. This is a Kairos moment. We are in the year of glory. 
May 31st, Pentecost Sunday, I believe it is special. If it's special for no other reason, just for the fact that we can rejoice that even as the Spirit of God was poured out upon the church in power, so he is filling us as the body of Christ so that we can be the instruments of God in the earth even in these last days. Hallelujah. We see in the life of Jesus, Jesus was born of the Spirit. That when, the, when the angel came to Mary, he says, the power of the highest will overshadow you, and that holy thing that will be born will be called the Son of God. So like us, when we are born again, Jesus was born of the Spirit. He was the Son of God. And he was the Son of God from the time he was a baby until he became 30 years old. And we know the story, we find it in Matthew 3, uh, um, 44 to 46. Jesus went and he was baptized by John. And the word of God tells us that when Jesus was baptized, the heavens were opened and the spirit descended upon him like a dove. And the voice of the father came and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus is baptized with the Spirit. And he is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. But then in Luke chapter 4, hallelujah, the word tells us that he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And that power of the Spirit there is the same word when Jesus says to us, when he says to his disciples, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. That word is dunamis. It's miraculous power. So Jesus, he was born of the Spirit. He was the Son of God. He had the divine nature. The word of God said he grew in stature. He had favor with God. He had favor with men. We who are born of the spirit, we are to yield ourselves more and more to the spirit of God, the indwelling spirit, so that he can form within us uh, 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 um, the divine nature. The divine nature that is in our spirit will come up. Upon our minds, our will, our emotions, so we can become more and more like Jesus, so we can be conformed to the image of the Son. But Jesus, who was the Son of God from the time he was an infant to the time he was 30, he became baptized with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he came and began to do ministry, like I said in Luke chapter 4, in the very power of the Spirit. And we know in Luke 4, verse 18, he goes into the sanctuary, takes the book, opens it, and declares that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to heal the broken hearted. To bring deliverance to the captives. 
hallelujah, to preach the gospel to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are oppressed, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of jubilee, the year when you are completely set free and I present to you people of God as it was for Jesus, as it was for the early church. So it is for you and I today. The Spirit of the Lord has come or wants to come up upon us to anoint us to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them who are oppressed. I don't need to tell you that the times in which we live, especially this year, there is so much going on. We all know about the COVID-19. 100,000 people dead in America right now. Strife, racial tensions, riots. The world is in darkness, but it is in the midst of such that God by his spirit comes upon the church to empower the church to be the solution to a lost and dying world. That is why I believe that in this year of glory, there must be an outpouring of the Spirit of God in an exceeding great measure upon the church so that the church can be his agent of transformation in the earth even right now. In the name of Jesus. Somebody at your house say amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. We worship you Jesus. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is always linked to the harvest. I told you that Pentecost. Was a feast of the uh, first fruit of the spring harvest. It was a type to signify the ingathering of the harvest of souls. Jesus told his disciples to wait until they receive this endowment of power before going to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The day when the church was born, the birthdays of the church, the church was born in power. There were Jews from the diaspora who came at that feast. They were Jews, but they did not live in Judea. They did not live in Israel at that time. They lived in the different areas in the Roman world from different nations. And they just strategically happened to be in Jerusalem for that feast. And when Peter, filled with the Spirit, preached the gospel, the Bible says their hearts were pricked. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter told them, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So they believed, they were baptized, and the word of God tells us that 5,000 came into the church. People of God. If these are not the very last days, we are yet in the last of the last days. And Jesus says to us in Matthew 24, verse 14, he says that one of the characteristics of one of the things that must happen before the end comes is that the gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the earth. 
and then the end will come. So I, I present to you that if the church was born in power for the harvest at the beginning, the church must be endued with power for the harvest of the end. And that is what God is doing in our generation in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The church was born in a blaze of glory and the church will exit this earth in a blaze of glory. So it was and so it shall be in Jesus' name. If Jesus, the Lord of the church, told his disciples not to go out preaching the gospel until they were clothed with power, if he told them they would receive power when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, then it behooves you and I to earnestly seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But I can hear somebody saying to me, some member of battle, saying to me, Papa Samaima, we are charismatic believers. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues. We are spirit-filled believers. Okay? Let me ask you some questions. And in asking you these questions, I'm not only talking to you, I'm talking also to myself. When was the last time did you exercise any power? When was the last time you lay hand on the sick and the sick recover? When was the last time you cast out a devil? When was the last time you preached the gospel and saw people saved? When was the last time you flowed in the nine gifts of the spirit to bring men to conviction, to know that there is a God. I said that the distinct, the, um, what separates the outpouring of the Spirit at Pentecost and times when he will come upon people in the Old Testament is that at those times, there were special people. It was only the king, it was the priest, and it was the prophet. But as, the, uh, as Joel tells us, God said in the last days, he said afterwards, he will pour out of his spirit upon what? All flesh. So the miraculous power of God is not only available to the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists. Every born again believer is a candidate to be filled with the Spirit of God and to walk in the power and the dominion of God. In this last end time harvest, every hand must be on deck to bring in the harvest. It is not just a few super dupers. Every one of us, from our children, to our own people. I love it. He said, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your own men will dream dreams. And upon the men servant and the handmaiden, there are some people who say, oh, you know, women cannot preach the gospel, but I come to guarantee you that God has poured out of his spirit upon all flesh. That includes male flesh. That includes female flesh. Because there's a harvest that's a great and effectual door 
There's a lot of craziness that is happening right now. But people of God, we must focus. Because the reason why the devil has put up so much fight is because he knows that his end is near. And he knows that the church of God is arising in power to take the gospel to the nations. So we can get enamored with everything that is happening. I'm not saying we shouldn't pray. We should pray. But we should focus and not see what the enemy is doing, but look beyond what is happening and see God saying to us, there is a great, there is an effectual door. The nations are groaning. This nation is groaning. People need the salvation. And you, the church, you must be clothed with power so that you can take the gospel to the nations. You can take the gospel to, the, to your workmates. You can take the gospel to the husband. You can take the gospel to the present. Every hand must be on deck in the name of Jesus. When was the last time you operated in holy boldness? Because one of the manifestations of the outpouring of the Spirit is boldness. Peter was so afraid. He was so frightful. He denied Jesus. He was so, he was trembling even before a little girl. But when Peter was in with power, the Bible says Peter stood up in holy boldness and he said, Many brethren, these people are not drunk as you suppose. This is that that was spoken. And he preached the gospel in the name of Jesus. So, when was the last time, brothers and sisters, that you operated in boldness? Hallelujah. Harabasito. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 19 to 20, and I'm going to read. There's the Apostle Paul. He's talking to the church <laughs> at Corinth, and he says to them, But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will. He said, And I will know not the speech of them which are puffed up. But I want to know the power. Then he goes on to say, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but it is in power. Church of God. It is the same word, Jonamas, that Paul put their power, the miraculous power. And we don't have to be politically correct with those who don't believe it. Yeah, it's the word of God. The apostle Paul says that the kingdom of God is not in word. It is in power. This world needs to see the power, the miraculous power of God. Hallelujah. When the word of God is preached... <laughs> there must be power that accompanies the word. Convecting power and demonstrated power. The word must convict. And it's the power of the spirit that does that. And we must demonstrate the word. If Jesus is alive, then we must show by acts of power, miraculous healing, signs and wonders, gifts of the spirit. We must show to a world that has been baptized in unbelief. I heard somebody say the last time, and a grieve 
gripped my heart and I was like, Jehovah God, I need to arise. This person is a believer. And they were saying that those of us who believe in the power of God, we are scammers. It is all lies. And why does he say that it is lies? He said, because we have prayed for people to be healed. And no one has ever been healed according to him. Therefore, God is not in the healing business. Of course, he's wrong because you cannot judge God based on your experience. God must be, uh, uh, what God says must be judged based on what his word says. And the Bible clearly tells us in Mark 16, from verse 15, that these signs must follow those who believe. They were speaking with new tongues. They were cast out devils. They were lay hands on the sick and they were recover. People of God, we must be filled with power so that we can convince this world that Jesus indeed is Lord. Some people say you don't need all that. Well, apparently Jesus didn't know because he was the one who told the church do not go anywhere until you are clothed, you are endued with power. So maybe he knew, maybe he did not know what we know. But in my frank opinion, the reason we say those things is to excuse our lack of power. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. So I ask for those of us who say, well, Pastor Maima, we are charismatic believers. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We are spirit-filled. And I was like, mm-hmm, sure. I asked some questions of you, and I asked those same questions of myself. If we claim that we have power, why don't we see that power for the most part manifested in the church? I know it happens with people, but generally, the church, even a charismatic church, is powerless. Why? Because sometimes what we fail to realize that on the day of Pentecost, the believers were filled. I said that we are already indwelled with the Spirit. He lives on the inside of us. So God's purpose is that the Spirit indwelling us will so fill us up to overflowing that he will fill us up and come up upon us. And as he comes up upon us, we will be clothed. We will receive. We will be instruments of his power. So what sometimes we fail to realize is that there is an initial feeling. The day you got baptized in the Holy Ghost and you spoke in tongues, you were filled with the Spirit. There is one initial feeling, but there must be many feelings. So what happened is, many times we are initially filled with the Spirit, but we don't follow all to be continuously filled with the Spirit. 
But God's design for the church, God's design for you and myself is that we are continuously being filled with the Spirit. I want us to look in Acts 4, 8. We will read Acts 4, 8. And then we will read Acts 4, 31. Because I need to show it to us. Hallelujah. Thank you. So Acts 4, 8. Hallelujah. Acts 4, 8. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. In Acts 4, 8, this is when Peter and John had gone. They healed the man at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were brought before the religious leaders. And they were examining, in which name have you done this? So Acts 4, 8 tells us, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. But I thought Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. I will stop there. Let's go to verse 31. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So Peter and John were threatened commanded by these people do not preach anymore in the name of Jesus they went back the word of God said to their own company and told what happened and the believers lifted up their voices they began to pray and interestingly they did not pray that God would spare them but they began to pray that what God let the gospel be preached with what with signs and wonders and miracles the Bible says here and when they had prayed the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit but I thought they were filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost Two examples showing us there is an initial feeling, but we must continuously be being full of the Spirit if we intend to exercise the power of the Spirit in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. So now the next question I want to ask is how do we get filled initially and how do we get refilled with the Holy Spirit? This is where I have been coming, taking so much time, but this is where I have been coming. If you are listening to the sound of my voice this morning, if you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, and you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, know this, the Spirit of God lives in you, in your spirit. You are sealed, you are born of God, you are born of His Spirit. All you should do, is to ask Jesus to fill you with the Spirit. Believe by faith that you are being filled with the Spirit and you shall be filled. In Acts 2, they spoke with tongues when they were initially filled with the Holy Spirit. So expect as you ask Jesus to baptize you or to fill you with his Spirit, that as the Spirit of God fills you up, it will overflow in, in a language that you do not understand. You can do it for yourself, but if you need, you say, I want somebody, I want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and you want someone to pray with you, we have prayer ministers after this uh, message. You can call the church. Someone will be on the line, and they can pray with you in Jesus' name. But I want to talk to us 
I'm, I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to those of us who have been saved, who have been spirit baptized. Some of us over 20, 30 years, we speak in tongues. I said that it is just not enough for us to be initially filled with the spirit. But we are to be continuously filled with the Spirit. Now, the infilling of the Spirit as the Spirit of God fills you up, you partake more and more of the divine nature. You become like Christ. The fruit of the Spirit operates in your life. That's another dimension. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about on the day of Pentecost, the endowment of power that came upon the church so that the church could be God's instrument in the world to bring the gospel to the nations. So, and I said that we can be initially filled with the spirit, but because of things that happen, we lose our passion, we lose our focus. And we are not being filled. What we need to understand, Jesus, <laughs> you can have, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but you can have more, as much of the filling of God as you desire. The Bible tells us about the demoniac of Gallery. The Bible says he had a legion of demons. A legion, I believe, is 6,000. The human spirit <laughs> could contain 6,000 demons. But we as born again believers, we have God. We are God carriers. We are glory carriers. The spirit of God lives inside of us. So we can have as much as that God that is inside of us to manifest out of us as we so desire. And that's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. The Bible tells us, it gives us a prophetic stuff in Ezekiel 47. The man said that the angel was taking him and uh, he was carrying him through the waters. He said as he took him through the water, the water was to the knee and uh, to the ankle. Uh, some believers, they are only manifesting the power of God and anger deep water. Some others, he said, as he took me through the water, it was to the knee. Some believers are only a knee deep. But then he said, he took me into the depth of the water, that the water overflowed me. It was a river that I could swim in. And the interesting thing is, when he got into that river that was overflowing, that was the place that he declared, I saw multitude of fish. Believers, listen to me as we celebrate Pentecost. God by his spirit wants us to be so full of his spirit that it will be like rivers of living water flowing out of us so there can be a great harvest so we can be his instruments in these days to bring the gospel to the nations so that there will be many kinds of fish that will come into the kingdom in Jesus' name. So how do we get refilled with the Holy Spirit? Be thirsty for more. Be thirsty for more of God. But let me qualify. I said to you that in your spirit, you have all of God that you need. So you are being thirsty really for God to have more of you. 
Jesus says in John 7, 37 to 39, he says, if any man is thirsty, let him come and drink. Then he declared, out of his belly, out of his spirit will flow rivers, not just one, rivers of living water. Hallelujah. So be thirsty, church. Let us be thirsty for more of God. Let us be so thirsty for God to have more of us uh, that we are spending enough time in his word. We are spending enough time in his presence. Uh, we are yielding to him. We are being obedient to his word. Let's be thirsty for God. Point number two. How to be being filled of the spirit. We must pray. We saw that in Acts 4, the Bible said that after the people prayed, the place was shaken and they were filled to overflowing. So by prayer, we can, uh, we can release the reservoir of the Spirit's power that is with inside of us. Church, listen to me. Hey, we have been praying for the past uh, 10 weeks. And the county is about to open for those of us in better only. I say to you, we have been pressing into prayer. This is not the time for us to withdraw from prayer. Let's press in. Continue to press in. Press in in your personal life. Press in as a church. Hallelujah. We must pray. And when I say pray, it doesn't mean that we should just spend time asking God. I have found in this time that we have been uh, uh, sheltering in place, we have been quarantined under the blood. That my, my, my life with God, my fellowship with God has been so sweet. I don't ask him for a lot of things. I worship him. I spend time with him. And as I'm worshiping him and I'm spending time with him, the spirit of God begins to download revelation in my spirit that sometimes I just cannot stand it. Spend time worshiping him. The word of God tells us in Ephesians 5, 18, 19, 20, and 21. He says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. That word, be filled with the spirit, that means be, be filled with the spirit. And how does he say it? Sing it to yourself in psalms, hymns, spiritual song. Worship the Lord. Fellowship with him. He says, have a heart of thanksgiving. Don't be a, a complainer, a grumbler. Praise God. Thank him. Even in the midst of difficult times. That's how you will be being filled. And then he says what? Submitting to one another. Make sure your relationships are right. Don't get into strife. The devil is on a rampage to cause us to get into strife. Social media right now is full of strife. But I told the devil you are a liar. I am not getting into strife. I'm not, I don't have to comment on everything. I don't have to have an opinion on everything if it is going to cause me to get into strife because I am determined to maintain right relationships because I am focused on being full of the Spirit. I don't know about you, but in this year of glory, I intend to manifest more and more of the power and the anointing of God in Jesus' name. The third point Acknowledge to yourself daily what it is that you have. I dare you to stand in front of your mirror and say to yourself, because when you do this, you will 
activate your faith. Say it to yourself. I have world overcoming, demon, demon casting out, sick healing power resident in me. I am a miracle that is going somewhere to happen. I have my PhD. I can preach. I can heal. I can deliver. As you begin to charge yourself up, build yourself up, begin to declare to yourself who you are and what you have, you will see the power of God, the presence of God, the goodness of God rising like a river out of you. Hallelujah. So maybe there are other ways, but those are the three ways that I have found to maintain myself being full. Being thirsty for more, for God by His Spirit to have more of me. To walk obedient to Him like never before. To pray like never before. To spend time praying in the Spirit like never before. To worship like never before. To keep my relationships right like never before. To not be a complainer and a grumbler. And as I'm doing that, people of God, I can testify. I can feel the waters. They are rising. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Woo. Glory. Amen. I'm concluding. Huh. I know many people from all over are listening to this message. I'm aware of that. And what I'm going to say right now will apply to you in your context. But I am speaking directly to the members of Better World Outreach Church in only Maryland. Listen to me, people of God. There is a great and an effectual door that has been opened wide. It is so wide that God has opened through the media and through other things that we'll see in the days and the years to come. God has given us a wide and effectual door. Right now, in these United States, and in the nations of the world, people are afraid, people are sick, people are depressed, people are oppressed, people are broke, people are destitute, they are disgusted. There is turmoil. There is strife. There is injustice. Satan's are on fire. But I guarantee you and I say to you that God by his spirit is about or he has already started and he's going to do it as we avail ourselves. He is setting us on fire <laughs> as we yield ourselves more and more to him. He is filling us. He is clothing us with power. This is our year of glory. Let us seize the moment, church. Like the believers on the day of Pentecost. Let us go out filled with the power of God. And let us rot deliverance in the earth. Happy birthday, church. Happy Pentecost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We give God praise. Just where you are, just begin to lift up your hands and to give God praise. Thank him for the mighty outpouring of the Spirit. Tell him, Lord, I am healing myself to you. I'm being filled because I am the healer, the deliverer. I am the one, one of those that God will use in this dispensation to bring the nations to worship the king. Begin to worship God. If you are here and you say, I hear what you are saying, woman, but I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Listen to me. Everything we have said it is for those who are born of the Spirit, who already have the divine nature. So if you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to implore you this morning, give your life to Christ. The Bible says that Jesus died for our sins and he arose on the third day. And all those who will believe and put their trust in him, they will be saved. All you have to say, Lord Jesus, I surrender myself to you. I repent. I turn away from my sins. And I acknowledge that you died to redeem me, to save me. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I want to be your child. And if you say that from your heart, You will be born <laughs> of God. Jesus said in John 3, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. These are the ones, <laughs> the word of God tells us, that are born of the word and of the spirit so give your heart to Jesus if you have done so I believe there's a card online you can fill it up and someone will get back to you and will pray with you and send you resources that will help you in your life for the rest of us people of God in this year of glory and we can start on this day of Pentecost as we celebrate let us yield ourselves to Jesus our King to his spirit who lives inside of us that will be full to overflowing with his power with his presence and we will manifest his goodness because this is our year of glory God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. To learn more about Bethel or to support this ministry financially, please visit us at www 
to BethelCityOfHope.com. You can also connect with us via Facebook or Instagram at Bethel City of Hope. Thanks again. Have a great day.